For music loving people, where you take every single album from an artist and rank it worst to best, forget the rest. You know that shit. You know that shit. You know that it's Evan Sonny speaking to you. You know that's Terminal Riley in the room. You know that the special guest, Will Hodge from Noise Trade, right here in the studio. And you know those things because if you're listening to this, you better have already listened to parts one and two because, of our uh, Michael Jackson podcast. Yeah, are, yeah, the M's are extended on that one there. It's like a soup saying. So we're gonna good. we're gonna title it with with at least three M's oh, in yeah. each episode. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. But uh, listen here, this is the Happy Hour Minisode, and trust me, I'm not sure if you can hear the ice being crushed in our drinks right now. It is very it is very happy. <laughs> uh, Will Hodges' pet peeves come to light. You don't know who Will Hodges is, and if you do now, it's a great person. Uh, guys, we're talking about Michael Jackson, uh, and we have so much to talk about just ephemera. We did the ranking. The ranking, it was only eight albums. But fuck, it we took, took so two long. hours. We dug into it hard. Yeah. Like, we mined for shit. So the real question, though, when we get down to it, and this is the question that we ask at the top of every Happy Hour Mini, so guys, mm. oh, mm. this is a doozy. What's the worst Michael Jackson song? It's so hard. All right, so let's do it. some qualifiers so in here. Number one, can't be off the Motown albums. He didn't mm-hmm. write any of those, so I feel like they're... It, stuff that he didn't write is acceptable afterwards, but let's be real in terms of expectations. Mm-hmm. Two... Even though it's tough, I'm going to throw in our qualifier. It can't be a song where there's a spoken word portion on there. That's an easy gimme. That's an easy gimme. Because, oh, you know what, though? Again, as I mentioned, once, aside from Don't Stop to Get Enough, the worst Michael Jackson song is always the one where he's speaking in it. So mm. I'm tossing that in there. Outside of that, whoo, and there are options. I'd say the posthumous is in play. I would say... Mm. Oh, I mean, at the posthumous. Right, that's yeah. It's the that's li- like, uh, we can children. Uh, mm. That's not the worst. Yeah. No, I mean, it, the it, lost it, children is way yeah. worse. Breaking that. news is up there for me. Hmm. I would almost say if we're taking out spoken word because uh-huh. I've made my my opinion known. Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. To Thank great you. to great uh, degree. But I would say probably I think if we're talking about. Looking at Michael Jackson, I really think DS off history <laughs> is one of those things where you're just like, whoa, like this is just something you write it's in so your petty. journal. It's petty. It's not creative. And even the chorus, which I'm sure is intentional of just trying to like really drive the point home. It's one of the Michael Jackson songs where you're kind of like, I, I, I get it. Yep. I get what you're saying. Oh, oh, I've got ten more of them coming. Okay, I get it. Okay, oh, I get oh, it. and you're yeah. gonna keep repeating that. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, and you felt you like you needed to do the chorus twice at the end, huh? Exactly. And yeah. it's also like it's, ooh, it's, it's just like a it's like a it's not totally pro- it's not produced like this, but it's it's a it's a blues song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I I said to my sister recently like I would be okay if I never heard this chord structure again in my life. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. It's again. It's like it's so basic. You expect you expect more from him because mm-hmm. he is so innovative right. that when he goes to this place, you're just like, mm-hmm. really? I mean, I know that you felt like you needed to record 15 songs for this, but right. this didn't. 
Like you, like we said in the main episode, it didn't need to see the light of day. But when we talk about, because we also brought this up as well. I'm sorry, go ahead with your choice. Oh, I was just only going to say, like when you, yeah, DS is my choice. When you have that DS. album, yeah, on the same on the same album. Monster stream. from Michael is also up there for me. Oh, I mean, Nikki's verse is the only thing that saves Monster. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I I mean, hold my hand. Oh my god! But actually, though, we'll talk about dated shit. I mean, there's there's a couple songs on Michael that are just like, like the worst, the worst garbage. Um, and that's uh, although there are a couple times on there where, even if it does sound like him, the vocals are still like really overprocessed. One of my favorite things, though, um, the Bad Twenty Five. They really said that that had a whole bunch of songs. Oh my god! On there. Oh my god! So a couple different things. One, there's Al Capone, which is between that. uh, That was basically kind of the demo or the earlier incarnation of what would become Smooth Criminal. But between that and Blue Gangsta, I'm always just fascinated by his fascination of mobsters. If he lived today, he would be the only person that liked the The Ben Affleck that lived by night. The '80s. The 70s and the 80s were obsessed with mobsters. And the sure. So, so like, you know he was showing special screenings of Dick Tracy at Neverland, because you're like, it's mobsters. Oh, he loved Dick Tracy. And they're hyper He loved the and... fuck out of Dick Tracy. <laughs> right. Like, no mistake. Exactly. Uh, and Donna. But also, um, I can't remember what I was going to say about that. Uh, there's that. No, 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 no. Uh, there's also another song on the Bad 25, Abortion Papers, um, which is... Oh, Abortion Papers? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it's uh, Abortion Papers is like the in parentheses title. Yeah, I don't okay. remember it's called, what like, it's song actually called. But the, like the hook that, yeah. is about abortion papers. She's got wow. those abortion papers! And also it's terrible. And, she's like, she, and, he, and he, then he's like, you gonna sign your life away. And it's like, how, what, Michael, Michael what that's not are how abortion a, papers? That's what not exactly? how an abortion works. <laughs> right. You don't Wait. need to... What? It's not a divorce, you I'm know. So it, it was just like... I'm, why... Shockingly what are the what are the papers song. for? Yeah. I have got to hear this song now. Oh, we'll wow. play it for you. Oh, we will <laughs> play it for you. Uh, worst, pretty but insane. Listen, wow. Michael Jackson's videography is a mm. different thing of just joy. Wait, wait, oh, oh wait, 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 sorry, wait, oh. wait. My choice for worst, <laughs> worst Michael Jackson song yes. is Little Susie. Oh, which is right after DS, right? So that's well, uh, no, it's it's way later. later. On, same yeah. album though. Yeah, yeah same album. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's up there. Mm, the okay. Talking to the worst songs that. are off of history. There's a, some wow, of the worst ones. Okay. It's yeah. almost like right. he didn't expect it to matter because it came with a greatest hits compilation. Yeah. So yeah. he was like, I, I don't, don't, I don't, don't care Except Yeah, except like the fact that Scream's on there is you're like, how how is Scream? Or maybe I just think too highly of Scream. No, you but, don't. But like when you hear that and then the rest, of, like there's such a sharp downturn that's kind of like, Wow, how's that even possible? Because Scream is so high up there. Like, yeah. it is so good. Well, and I even, like, really dig Stranger in Moscow. Yeah, But yep, I, then yeah. it yeah. just, it, it goes downhill. Yeah. But on top of it, though, I also want to point out, because when you're talking about the Michael Jackson videography, I mean, it, it, for some inexplicable reason you're not aware of who Michael Jackson is, <laughs> you might remember him as the Scarecrow from The Wiz, A. But B, uh, like, the thing is, like, the, when MTV wasn't playing a lot of black artists, because it was still very much a white rock-dominated mm-hmm. channel, and when he finally, and the video, for off the wall were fine, but when he put out stuff like Billie Jean and he's walking mm. down this lighted sidewalk, people are like, what the fuck is going on? Right. This is crazy. And then Thriller, and then basically stuff that you couldn't ignore if you wanted to. So talking mm. about the best Michael Jackson video is not something we're going to do because it, mm-hmm. it can go on for days. We all know those moments anyway. I want to get into what the worst Michael Jackson video is because there's... Okay. 
there are some candidates, and I'm going to just throw out a potential nominee out there in the form of Speed Demon. Because mm. Speed Demon from the Moonwalker mini video, whatever yeah, thing. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, Moonwalker was a beast all its own anyways. Because you're just like, didn't you learn from Prince? Like, yeah. under the cherry moon? Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. don't. like. But, he's, but listen, he's a, he's a claymation rabbit. You know, yeah. and he's driving through the city. So and everything's oh terrifying. God, it is those, that, yeah. those, that, that, that motion animation is actually terrifying. Right. <laughs> like, when he goes, when that kid oh, looks oh, at him oh, and oh. goes, it's and you're yeah. like, oh my god, nightmares! But but right. oh my god, you know what I'm reminded of because he remember his obsession with claymation had been well noted because on the Bad Twenty Five documentary, there's the part when he signs a deal to do the California Raisins ad, yeah, but he talks yeah. about the other California Raisins he wants to do. So he films this video for the company's like, all right, so the other California Raisins, I want him to be like a cool guy. He's got like sunglasses and he's just like looking around. He's like, mm. <laughs> he's glancing, he's glancing, arms folded. And then I want this other guy, and he's gonna be like real suspicious, like he's gonna be like. And, like, has his eyes wide, and it looks really creepy. He just made a video <laughs> and sent it to the animators for this fucking, uh, you know, race in the commercial. And it's like, this is what I want the other races to be like. It's like, okay, Michael. He loved Claymation. It was really fucking weird. It sounds like that Key and Peele sketch about uh, Gremlins 2. Have you guys seen that? I won't derail it. But, okay. it's yeah. a, Just look it up after. It's where they start, because, you know, Gremlins 2 was yeah. straight Insane. off the rails. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's a boardroom that keeps de-escalating with the idea of what they want. The oh, Gremlins and Gremlins great. 2 to be. Sounds yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Speaking of things that sound maybe it sounded wonderful on uh thing he's worked with a lot of great directors in his mm. videos he had martin scorsese do the bad video and mm-hmm. things like that and then and i don't know if you know this he got francis ford coppola to direct this little thing called captain eo and oh, oh, buddy. oh let me tell you boy little little six-year-old will hodge oh six-year-old will hodge captain eo <laughs> i almost wore my captain eo t-shirt but you it, absolutely it should have it, it very easily became a half shirt i'm not even sure it would cover my ribs now but uh for it, those who don't know captain eo <laughs> was a thing where michael tried to get into film and like mm-hmm. having small parts aside from the whiz and recording stuff for like the et soundtrack and other things he was like he wanted to start a thing and so francis ford coppola and disney they backed this $30 million 17-minute mm. film yes. to be shown at Disney Resorts. Like, it's that little short film thing that you walk into. Because it's Michael Jackson. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. we want to do that? Where he's Captain EO. He's out in space with turkeys and chickens and a farting elephant creature. Thing. Right. And a big blue thing that's totally not ripped from the Star Wars cantina, we, we promise. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Angelica Houston. Yeah. Enough, but, for some reason. For yeah. some fucking reason. <laughs> I mean, featuring any actress getting a paycheck. Did you guys ever experience that at, at the resort? Epcot? No. Okay. Walk us through. Yes. Alright. So, little chubby, bespeckled, nerdy Will Hodge. Uh, so 1986, time. Captain EO was part of the one-two punch that, that, that made me a Michael super fan. Uh, the first was the uh, making of Thriller VHS mm-hmm. that went behind the scenes. Uh, got that in the beginning of, of probably 1986 because the late summer is when we went to Epcot and got to experience Captain EO uh, full force, which I think it was labeled as being like in... 4D or something like that, because not only did you get to watch it and hear it, but your chair would rattle, and when he, when that creature sneezed, they would like blow air on you, and like all this kind of stuff, you were like immersed, but we are here to change the world, 
Yeah. I loved, loved, loved that song as a kid. And you could not get that anywhere no. until like a couple years ago. It came yeah, out until that definitive Michael Jackson box. Right. Yeah. So when that came out, I was like, I'll buy it for that song alone. But to a six-year-old who did really like Star Wars, like that was enough, even if you had not heard a note of Michael Jackson, seeing him in that context, dancing, singing the songs, all that, you're like, oh, I'm on board with it. Like... Like I'm down with this, and then people would be like, "Oh, we also did a song for ET." Like you could, you could, you had about five or six different ways to come to Michael Jackson before you got to his songs if you were like entrenched in pop culture with that kind of stuff. And and so Captain EO, like if it came out like on a deluxe, you know, Blu-ray high def, I'd sleep outside of Blockbuster to buy it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you just dated yourself with that reference, though. right? Oh, that is, that is, that Wait, is Blockbuster music is that still around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think you go to the Sam Goody nearby. Yeah, it's funny because I I feel like I know exactly what they replaced it with. Mm. So I because I know that when I was at Epcot, mm-hmm. they had this like Stitch. Like a Lilo and Stitch 4D experience. Oh, okay. And I knew that they had um, replaced uh, an alien. Yeah. Like 4D experience with the Stitch one because the alien one was too scary. Okay. And and it makes sense that the alien one would have happened in like 96 when, because we looked it up and that's when they shut down like Captain EO. Maybe the sneeze of vision was too much to, to keep up. Maybe the upkeep. (laughs) The alien just let out a lot of farts. It was really weird. It was just, Hooter, stop! (laughs) Um, You know, so many things going on with that. I was, I think we're out of Michael Jackson stories Until the, the music started. Right. When I, I was like, what the fuck? Are we right. watching? Yeah, I can't imagine coming to that as a like adult or anything because I've actually uh, I, I had a couple conversations with my wife about like, okay, what was your first like experience with Michael Jackson? Because uh, we're the same age. I grew up like, you know, as soon as MTV came out, had it like everything I was in with whatever he was doing, mm-hmm. um, and she grew up in a household that was a little more strict with what they could watch and see. So like her first experience was like um, the black or white video. Oh. And so like if that's your like first introduction to Michael Jackson, you're kind of like, you know, that, that may think, you may think that's kind of odd or something like that. But then as I talk, I'm like, well, wait a second, Captain EO and the making of Thriller is a pretty weird introduction to Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? To be like, oh yeah, this guy's also like the number one musician of all time, but he also does these little crazy things. I, I think it's, I think it speaks to his, um, is going to sound a little overblown, but it speaks to his uh, fearlessness as an artist and also his creative drive to like not censor himself, to, to try anything. And a couple times that, that means he's going to fall flat on his face with some crazy stuff, but it also means like he's fearlessness to get into some really like cool stuff. I don't know? think that's overblown. Yeah. I think that's, that's about right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where, because if I think about his like worst videos, it's almost that I think that they're worse because of how plain they are in the sense of like my vote for worst video would be probably remember the time one three words magic Johnson's nipples um, but two uh, he, he plays one of the palace guards and you're like 
All right, what's going on there? But second, like, everybody Woo. wants to talk about the awkward kiss between Michael and Lisa Marie, but he and Amon have a kiss in the Remember the Time video yeah. that you're just like, But you know what? Have two people ever kissed okay. before? Like, what's going on yeah, here? But here's the thing, though. You can say, you know, and you can have issues with the Remember the Time video. Sure, fine, whatever. The fucking You Rock My World video, though, uh, with its 18 minutes of Chris Tucker doing whatever the fuck he's right. doing. Another Chill, mobster thing. Yeah, exactly. Right, a mobster right. thing happens again. Well, and he mm-hmm. also, though... He like, looks so. He does not yeah. look well. Like there's right. a. I mean, in, he very pointedly has the hat drawn down over his face because he knew. Well, because yeah. like you know, he he broke his nose. But he, well, he has had three like, different rhinoplasties. Well, he broke his nose initially. in like I want to say seventy eight, like early, mm-hmm. and so then he and so he got a rhinoplasty but it wasn't because good. he was a musician, and yeah. so he had to have a and normal voice right. nose, right, yeah. and then he kind of got addicted to it mm-hmm. because he had the money to keep it going and i saw an interview with him late in his career where he was like i got my nose shaped like this because it helps me sing higher yeah which maybe that's legitimately true because your like cranial shape mm-hmm. honestly has a lot to do with how your voice resonates and how it's going to mm-hmm. end up sounding mm-hmm. well and, that's, and so yeah. that's but so by the point that he did the you rock my world video his nose was like, like, like literally, like, literally, it looked like a, a snake. Yeah, like it's two little slits on this like, like it's, little weird. It's bad thing. he wasn't around long enough to play Voldemort because <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they wouldn't have had to digitally alter right, anything. Exactly. Just like, but yeah, I think another another uh, very valid point about his nose stuff that people don't talk about a lot is that uh, with the kind of. Um, abusive power that his dad and brothers had over him that was one of his dad's like go-to things was always calling him fat nose yeah like seriously oh, yeah and so there's so that always underlying thing right, yeah, yeah some people talk about like oh he's trying to look like diana ross or all that kind of stuff but i think that was another thing where like if the success and the dollars and all that stuff not gaining your dad's like respect and attention like yeah. there's a part of always feeling that was like jacked up on him as well well from that. and it's especially i mean people make fun of him all they want but you like you look at child stars who became famous when they were 14 Mm. and they're fucked up yeah like if when he was in the spotlight like since he was like six (laughs) right and so that's literally all he knows and that's that he grew up that's not gonna Mm -hmm. make a brain that knows exactly. how to interact with people right you know with with everyday people in, right. like he's not gonna pick up on social cues Mm-mm. he's gonna have like real far out there eccentricities that he mm-hmm. just doesn't care about because he's monkey. fucking michael right. jackson okay, sure. and when you're yeah. practicing like from an early age having a schedule like an adult of where you're literally working and putting and earning money for your family and yeah it involves tons of practice and performing and all that kind of stuff that's why when people want to talk about a lot of like all the childish attributes he had as an adult there's always this crazy psychological thing of like i was doing adult things at seven and i'm also doing childish things when i'm in my 40s right you know what i mean because you never got to have a real childhood right and that's why neverland ranch happened and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff yeah because like even though and you can still talk about the you know accusations that were filed against him and you know everything else like that but dude legit he spent so much of his life still obsessed with the fact that he never had a childhood. Right. Mm-hmm. He never literally did. built an amusement park at his home. Right. Of course he wants 
kids there to enjoy it. Right. Yeah. You know? Plus, I think actually, in her, and this is where yeah, it does get into the psychological corner of the podcast, but okay. I think <laughs> the he, psychological corner. With he was punch. able to uh, like connect and interact and have relationships with kids, even when he was an adult, because kids were some of the only people in his life that weren't wanting money that weren't looking at how to commodify their relationship to Michael Jackson. So, so it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, with kids, he can just like be joyful, play, like make me like do whatever he wanted to do without having those adult relationships that he was so paranoid about and yeah. sung about like so much, Yeah, you know, cause, cause people in his life are like, Oh, well, if I'm close to you, how do I? Cause he make had money been taken that? advantage of. Yeah. yeah like well, a ton. Well, yeah. really let's talk about the most important issue of the day though. There's a part during the, during the off the wall Spike Lee documentary, uh, where he, they show a clip of the Jacksons when they're, uh, doing the horn breakdown of dancing machine. Mm. And long story short, we know he invented the moonwalk. Did Michael, ja- did Michael Jackson invent the robot. The robot. Yeah. Yeah. There is some speculation that, like, at least in terms of popularizing it, he hmm. did. Well, uh, yeah, I will totally <laughs> credit him with that. The thing is, I was watching, oh, it was when we were watching the The Bad Tour. The bad tour. Yeah. There were, I had so many moments of, because, you know, you have, you have those iconic... Michael Jackson moves, you know, mm-hmm. like the kick and the spin and the moonwalk and, and the, the taking your jacket off and the taking the your jacket, jacket back and, right. and that and that like that hip popping and the snap, <laughs> right. like and that the the like point with the weird wrist and the the <laughs> that goes with it, right. like those are when you think of Michael Jackson's like signature choreographies, mm-hmm. that's what you think of, but he really originated mm-hmm. like isolations in the way that they are in the current dance realm Mm -hmm. and like i i there was one moment it was like at the beginning of a track and he's just breaking it the fuck down and i'm like that's that's everything i do yeah and i thought that that was so modern and so like you know and i'm i'm thinking of like like a seven minute dubstep dance video that like Mm. really influenced me and i'm like Michael Jackson did all of that first. I tell you, in 1982. Yeah. If you like, watch any video where he's dancing um, in an ensemble, whether it be like the Thriller video with all the zombies, even in Scream, when him and Jan are doing the exact same thing, and she, you know, she's a great dancer. If you watch his moves, the way everyone else does it, you're like, oh wow, they're doing some really cool things, and they literally cannot match how great they can't even begin hit, to keep up. Yeah, you yeah. know, like. Like how, no matter what he's doing, even, uh, it's one of the great things about the jam video, the extended, not the normal, like three minute, but the, <laughs> the seven extended minutes, jam video, right. yes, of course. When, uh, when he's trying to, uh, and I don't know if it's contrived or if they were just shooting beforehand, but it's him with Michael Jordan and he's joking around trying to teach him all these dance moves and the way he would just explain something or just say like, you know, pop it, you know, like Michael Jordan's trying to follow him and he's like, no, it's your whole body. You do it like this, and you just watch him even in off-the-cuff moments, and you're like, it is legit a full-body natural. He's not, rem- like, memori- uh, memorizing steps or anything like that. Like, It's just a natural extension of what he's doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's so flawless. You talk about even when he, like, throws his hand out. If you watch, his feet and knees will also be doing something at the same time. Right. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's all so it's meticulous and... Like, he's so aware of every single part of his body. And that's, um, we're talking about this documentary so much, but it really is so worth the watch. Because the -the off-the-wall documentary, 
um, they they find this like note that he wrote. Oh my to god, the fucking note in like oh, yeah, 1987 yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. He's no. on tour, or, or like or 1970. 77, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Um, he's on tour with his brothers, and he's like, "I will be the best." actor, dancer, singer the world has ever I seen. I want to be known as MJ. I mm-hmm. want to be known as MJ. I will have a new image. I don't want them to think of me as the boy who's saying mm-hmm. ABC. Uh, ABC yeah, I want you back. I will be like the, the greatest entertainer of all time. I will, have a I will study the yeah. greats and I will pick up where they left off. Yeah. And like move pop culture forward. Ambitious. And and then right after that, they cut to someone who had the man or like the business person who got that letter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they they cut to um, like uh, one of the choreographers he had worked with, mm-hmm. and she was saying like, she asked him like, "How did you get to be this great mm-hmm. of a dancer?" And and he goes like, "I would." practice until i couldn't move <laughs> right, right i would like, practice oh, I all day yeah. every day until my legs would not let me walk mm. oh but that's right, right. and that is why mm-hmm. i and that's why he was so incredible and i'm sure he did that with his vocalization yeah, too because yeah. evan had made the point previously and i don't know if you still feel this way after doing research week but that like michael jackson doesn't isn't gifted with an incredible voice. He just knows mm. exactly how to use it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't have, like, the beautiful full tone mm-hmm. and, like... Traditionally, and, you know... Sure, the, yeah, I get what you yeah. Um, But he's, like, he has such a confidence in his voice because he's been using it for mm-hmm. so long that he... And he can add all these affectations to it. Right, right. But then, for me, if you listen to Scream <laughs> and you hear Michael and Janet next to each other... Yeah. Um, you know, Janet it similarly has like a very like light voice mm-hmm. and knows totally how to use it. Right, right. Like she has actually yes. pretty impressive range for the sound that she can produce. Mm-hmm. But when you hear them next to each other, yeah. Like you can hear that Michael is singing with his entire body. Mm-hmm. Like you can hear him forcing the sound out of him with every ounce of himself and it right. has such more depth to it mm-hmm. and then janet's doing the same like scratchy affectation and it's right. and it's perfect in the style but it just doesn't have the same oomph behind yeah. it you know what i, I think, think... It... Oh, go ahead. no i've been you know what about. i think is amazing uh the fact that michael jackson's had a lot of guests on a lot of his different songs he's had mm. slash he's had eddie van halen he's had uh Sedea garrett you know all these other people that mm-hmm. helped launch their careers whoever the fuck did the rap on black or white ltv yeah, yeah is that, I lo- is that a like, career that I, launched oh my god i have all the ltv albums mixing q sound mm. uh, you know what else hey you know what else was a mixing q sound mc scat cat's album the guy the, well, the, the animated Paul cat Abdul, from the yeah, yeah. That, you're welcome did not know he had an album i'll Q-Sounds, listen to that after that's, that's the connection between uh, mc scat cat <laughs> and Michael Jackson in case you're wondering but you know the thing is other people have guessed on there he's helped you know like in some careers as well but anytime Michael Jackson guests on someone else's song mm. that, that then we start running into trouble the exception being Rockwell's a Somebody Watching Me because right. the backing vocals on that are great but Eddie Murphy's What's Up With You mm-hmm. State of Shock with fucking Mick Jagger yeah, yeah. that yeah. is rough well that, that was on a Jackson's album right that, I, no it was on, no, it was on a... no that was one of the songs he wrote with uh, Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury who by the way 
They, they, they wrote three songs together, but then they stopped working together because Michael Jackson kept insisting on having a llama in the studio and Freddie Mercury. I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, State of Shock wasn't on... Um... It was on the, oh, it was on the Jagger Destiny? album. Yeah. It was? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure. I, I could be wrong. Okay. Commenters, call out my bullshit, please. I encourage you. But yeah, I, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, yeah. I, I think it's also impressive. His, uh, his guest list also um, kind of shows how he was very much mindful of being relevant without pandering to, to trends. Cause even if you look like at, um, Rex and effects or whatever, okay. Yeah. Something like that where you, you look in the grand scheme of things, you're like, why in the world? Like they were, you know, a one hit wonder with rump shaker and all that. But you're like, at the time he would even put people like, again, the jam video, he would crisscross is in the video. Mm-hmm. They're not on the song. Um, I think he had like, uh, another bad creation, um, in one of the videos and the musicians that he would bring along, uh, Steve Stevens, you know, did the solo for Dirty Diana. You're like, he was always very mindful of not really working with a bunch of people who were over him, except for Paul McCartney early in his career, which makes more sense. Mm-hmm. But he was always kind of like doing the elder statesman of pop kind of role of of trying to bring along somebody else to... to uh, to not necessarily help their career out, but but to be but to be relevant and say like I'm more interested in what's going on right now as opposed to trying to you know hitch my wagon to another another Speak, established artist. Speaking of, you know who uh, helped co-write Rump Shaker for Rex and Effects? Ooh, I don't know. Pharrell Williams. Are you serious? He's 19 years old. I was about to say he how old was he that. then? And now wow. he now he's a Canadian Mountie with an Oscar nomination. So you know, go figure. Oh my goodness! You wow. know, careers Learned guys. They, they take. That was, they take, yeah. Wow. The, when when he when Happy and Get Lucky happened, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Who's this Pharrell guy?" I was like, "Fuck off." From NERD, yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. I, like, where yeah. have you been? Like, I know that a lot of people don't pay attention to producers. Right. But, like, where but have you been for the past But he produced the greatest song exactly. of all time, Got like, Your Money by Old Dirty Bastard, featuring Khalees. Hey, yeah. dirty, baby, I got your money, and I got your money. <laughs> I said, hey. Welcome to the sing-along portion of the podcast. <laughs> Karaoke. There's I always, just can't stop loving you. There's there's always a bit of a singing yeah. You can't so, you can't talk about music for three hours for and sure. not sing a Especially not Michael Jackson. Yeah, I but yeah, I, I do think his his guest list he he has more more hits than this. Oh oh you know. wait wait oh, wait! Whoop, whoop. Shut the fuck up, everyone! The oh. worst Michael Jackson video, Liberian Girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting for you to say it, and you kept saying other things, and I was like, oh, that's all right. I just yeah, always try right. to act like that song doesn't necessarily exist. Liberian Girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that video, Ooh. where basically, hey, I'm going to invite all of my famous friends, and they're going to be bored on sets, and we're going to get the all their video. small stock. Yeah, yeah. That's, Cheech that's Marin. Oh, one. thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's when he was oh, making guys, videos for that's everything. A bad. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless impressions. <laughs> I mean, again, guys, Michael Jackson is dead. He's exactly. not in the studio. We did not exhume his recordings Fourth for chair. this podcast. I'm just saying just right impressions. there. I know. Uh, anything else we want to say, guys? Any other uh, hmm. thoughts? I think we. I think oh, we haven't talked oh, about. Oh, I Weird just Al. wanted to. I remembered it during, like, after we finished <laughs> part two. I wanted to talk about how fucking awful Cedar Garrett's backing vocals on "Man in the Mirror" are. Mm. They are so yeah impressively terrible, and it's and yeah. she doesn't sound 
like incredible on I just can't stop loving you, but mm-hmm. it's like it's it's fine. You yeah. know, she sounds she's a little she's over, no Cheryl Crow. She's a little overwrought. It's a point but it's it's it's, yeah. it's fine. But no, on Man in the Mirror, there is during the chorus, it's like I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> And like, we need to turn you up in the uh And it's like it's like almost atonal, like it is on pitch, but it's yeah. like it's almost like it's being spoken. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's not even like a melodic line. It's right, like right. two tracks of her going, ooh. <laughs> And I just, I don't even understand why it's there. Because it's, yeah. it's like, honestly, really distracting. And then, during the chorus, her voice is like, I'm talking about the man in the mirror. Like, that's not even a bad impression of it. Like, it's right. so disgustingly, like, pinched and nasal. And, like... With how much, like... And especially because she's not even harmonizing. She's yeah. just double-tracking the melody with Michael. And it, it sounds mm. like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, really bad. I wonder if that was some sort of uh, odd misstep, intentional choice, just because he he was so much of a we already kind of talked about it, but so much of a perfectionist that like stuff like that doesn't seem like it could slide by him without him like being like, oh, okay, I like what it's adding. Even even if from a listener perspective, you're like, that is not the right choice. Like that is that's not good. right. Yeah, but I'm wondering why. I have no idea why that would be an intentional. Well, choice. and it's especially but. so weird because then later in the song, like a gospel choir comes in, right, right. and they sound incredible. Mm-hmm. Like they sound like a professional gospel choir. Right, right. You know, and so what's the gospel song on his? Doesn't he have a gospel song on history too? Uh, he brings like Andre Crouch and and his. Uh, yeah, uh, no. I think, is it on history? No, I think you're thinking of dangerous. Or, that's on or are you thinking of keep the faith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which, which Same thing. also yeah, written by Cedar Garrett and the other really? dude who wrote Man in the Mirror with her. Uh, so maybe she, um, maybe she, maybe yeah, Glenn Ballard. Keep, uh, yeah, keep the faith. Which actually, I, I kind of, yeah, we didn't talk about it, but it's, it's not an incredible song, but it's. Totally. You know it is an incredible song. Uh, Ease on down the road from the Wiz. Dude, so so good. It really even with the Reese's wrapper cup over his nose, which (laughs) yeah. But like yeah, his his being able to like seeing what he could do uh, in the Wiz before before off the wall or anything comes out, you just see like oh he is going to be doing more than music. Like he is not just a singer, not just a performer. Like he is. Literally, whatever he puts his hand to is going to like, have it. Like the Moonwalker video game. And yeah. I think yeah. he kind of he kind of had the moment of, like, I have this, like, new big break here. Right, right. You know? Like, he had his Motown big break, mm-hmm. and then he'd been waning for a while. And I right. so I think that even though the Jacksons were still, they had a following, he really saw the Wiz as his moment to break out again. Right, right. And, and, and it was right after yeah. that that he was taken seriously as a solo mm-hmm. artist again by He was tired labels. of just being known as the best of the brothers. Like, he wanted he wanted to be his own entity and not just like, oh, yeah, we'll clearly say that you're the best of all of them, but you're not your own thing yet. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But, hey, listen, 
We've had a really great discussion. Mm. I think it's been, we've covered a lot of ground. There's clearly more we want to know. We want to know your favorite Michael Jackson memories as well. Uh, we do want to say that uh, if you want to join the Chartographer's Premium Program, we're going to offer you a free passcode right now for a 30-day trial. It's called Mama Say Mama Sama Makusa. We're not going to tell you how to spell Mama it. Just say, figure Mama it out. In the meantime, though, I want to thank Will Hodge for being an incredible guest. Thank for you, talking about you. Michael Jackson for so long with us. Incredible. Woo-hoo. Uh, Taryn, thank you. This has been a delightful it's return. Been so great. We've been I was nervous going into it, I'll be honest, because we hadn't done something for a while. This is our second artist who genuinely had passed mm. away, you know, aside from like two of the Beatles, but like you know, like yeah. it was just a moment, so there's always that reverence you gotta give to it. But mm-hmm. you know, I listen, we heard that discussion. It got fucking crazy Ooh. intense. It was good. It was dangerous. Ooh. Um, so, <laughs> the Michael Jackson's come out more as you drink. It's amazing. It doesn't even matter if you're not talking about it. It just happens. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, guys, uh, please do us the things. Like us on Facebook. Rate us on iTunes. Favorite us on Stitcher and all the other things. In the meantime, uh, thank you so much for listening. Keep on listening. You know the movie! Magic Johnson's nipples.